As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPLGeneral. I'm recording on Tuesday morning. There's still one game to go in Game 25, which is Leeds versus Southampton tonight. Hopefully Captain Bamford, Rafinha and Danny Ings will do the business in that one. Lots of European action this week for Chelsea, Manchester City, Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester and Manchester United. So I'd be waiting until Friday night or Saturday morning to make your transfers this week. The deadline is Saturday, 11am UK time. The headlines from Gimme 25, a couple of big headlines that weren't on the pitch on Friday. The Premier League decided to confirm the double Gimme 26 fixtures at 6.31pm, one minute after the FPL deadline. Some people say coincidence, I say not a chance. So what we do now know, we're going to have the biggest double game week we've ever had, according to Mr. Crellin. Two fixtures for all of these teams in Gimme 26, Villa, Burnley. Chelsea, Palace, Everton, Fulham, Leicester, Liverpool, City, United, Sheffield United, Spurs, West Brom and Wolves. Probably would have been easier for me just to list the teams that don't have a double game week. So very exciting. Lots of people will be playing chips, triple captains, free hits, wild cards. Pretty exciting stage of the season. We also know Manchester City and Southampton. They have a double game week the week after, which is game week 27. And then in game week, blank game week 29, we've now got four fixtures after Aston Villa and Tottenham was added to that one. So that will make that week easier to navigate now. Another big headline on Friday was the Jack Grealish injury rumours. So anyone who's on FPL Twitter or FPL Reddit, the rumours were really strong on Friday before the deadline that Grealish was, had picked up some kind of injury. I didn't act on it myself because... I like I like it to come from reliable sources before I act on it. So I just kept Grealish, kept him in the starting eleven, and ended up getting Gundogan off the bench. Now this has blown up big time in the last couple of days. Pro- probably been blown out of proportion. We have this FPL Insider account, which I think is a genius account, following what transfers players make, and you know the staff at the clubs. But obviously it's becoming a big issue now. Dean Smith at Aston Villa was very unhappy, and you can understand why, I guess. Um, obviously seven once seven o'clock came on Friday evening it was quite clear that Grealish wasn't going to play because he'd been transferred out by quite a few of his teammates 
Aston Villa players have now been banned from playing FPL. So will they be the last team to do it? I doubt it. I'm sure this could set a precedent where Premier League might have to get involved now and there might just have to be a ban across all clubs playing FPL, which is a shame because the players themselves have been excellent over the last couple of seasons for promoting the game and they're a big part of why we've gone over 8 million. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that develops over the coming weeks. Um, hopefully they don't get banned. So, you know, I'm sure a few of them take it as seriously as we do, although they don't make that public. On the pitch headlines, Leeds and Southampton assets disappointed in the first of their double game week fixtures, apart from Minamino, Redmond and Rafinha. Good to see Rafinha get two bonus points despite not getting any attack returns. People like myself who had Melier, what a disaster of an own goal that one was. Burnley somehow kept a clean sheet against 10-man West Brom. West Brom should have won that one. Lots of good chances. Poor performance from Burnley again. Everton won at Anfield for the first time since 1999, with Richarlison getting on the score sheet again for back-to-back goals. Calvert-Lewin came off the bench in that one to win the penalty. Adamola Lukman was the match winner as Fulham beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Craven Cottage. He's won possibly for double game 26. West Ham got the better of rivals Tottenham, which has them sitting pretty in fourth place in the league now. That kind of passed me by. I don't look at the Premier League table very often, but it did surprise me a little bit to see West Ham in fourth. So what a great season they are having under David Moyes. Harvey Barnes, James Madison and Jamie Vardy were all in the points in Leicester's win at Aston Villa. Manchester City registered yet another clean sheet, while Cancelo missed yet another great chance. Bruno Fernandes and Rashford both racked up 12 points versus Newcastle. And in the Monday Night Football, Brighton did a Brighton. They dominated the game and they lost to Crystal Palace. The 50% sign-up offer for new Athletic subscribers is still available, but it won't be for long. So take advantage of it while you can. It works out at less than £1 a week for an entire year. You'll get ad-free versions of this podcast on The Athletic. The link for that is theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Game Week 25 shoutouts. We have a new member to the 59th Minute Club. Welcome, Jonathan Castro Otto from Wolves. He joins quite a few teammates in the club that no one wants to be in, so he will take very little time to settle in. He'll see a few familiar faces in there. A couple of notable mentions this week as well. Andre Gomez is Everton, 58 minutes. He's actually already in the 59th minute club, so he's close to getting his second shout-out of the season. Kevin De Bruyne managed 62 minutes. James Rodriguez, 61. James can't get 90 minutes under his belt. Last five games, 61-21, So that puts me off him as an option. James Madison, 63 minutes, picked up an injury, so we need to keep an eye on that one in Friday's press conference. Anthony Martial, 69 minutes, a bit like James Rodriguez, he's not getting 90. Last five for Martial, 69, 65, 0, 45, 53. And looking at his numbers as well, very disappointing season for Martial, just four goals, having scored 17 last season. He's on, He got 69 minutes, and he's on 69 points for the season. A quick review of Game Week 25 so far. I took a minus four. I got rid of Soucek and Antonio. And I brought in Danny Ings and Rafinha. So, so far not great. But Ings and Rafinha have that second game to go. So I'll judge that one after that fixture. Currently 45 points with a minus four. Makes it 41. Which is not great. The top 10k average is currently 46.93. 
So I've used LiveFPL.net, which is a very good website for that kind of information. Currently on a red arrow from 2.2k to 3k. So probably a good week to have a bad week because, I mean, it wasn't a very high scoring game week so far. Still got Melier, Bamford, Rafinha and Ings to go. So hopefully they can turn a red into a green somehow. The good and the bad... The good Loughton 6, double city clean sheet with Diaz and Cancelo, although the yellow card was frustrating. Bruno Fernandes 12, I mean that's great, but it's not great if you didn't captain him. And Rafinha is on 4 with another game to go. The bads, Melier's OG for a 1-pointer, Grealish injured, Gundogan just 3 points, Salah 2, and the strikers let me down. Watkins 2, Ings 2, and Bamford captain so far blank as well. So hopefully that looks a lot healthier come Tuesday night. A quick watch list update. Players removed this week. Smith Rowe at Arsenal because he didn't start. Jorginho for the same reason. Cavani also didn't make it back from injury. So all three of those are gone as is Sadio Mane because I own Salah. I'm not going to double up on the Liverpool attack anytime soon. Salah is doing okay. I think it's four goals and five. But Manny has blanked in seven of his last eight appearances. So not interested in Manny at the moment. Added quite a few players this week. This usually happens when there is a big double game week. Ten players added in total. Defenders, first of all, Ola Aina at Fulham, 4.5 million. He's really caught the eye in recent weeks. He's been racking up the points as well to go with passing the eye test. Decent option for the double game week if you're looking for a cheap defender. A bit more expensive, Marcus Alonso. Four starts in five games now under Thomas Tuchel in the league. I think we would all love to get Marcus Alonso in. We've got some good memories of owning the flying wingback in previous seasons. And he looks really good every time I watch Chelsea. It's just that rotation worry. But it's Alonso could be becoming similar to Cancelo. You know that when he plays, he'll do well. But there's always a chance that he gets those cameo appearances from the bench as well. So, first time he's been on my watch list this season. Can't see myself buying him just yet though. At Everton, Lucas Dean is 6.1 million. Seven-pointer in the win over Liverpool. And it should have been more. He put in a great cross for Seamus Coleman. Who should have scored with a header. But it was saved by Alisson. Uh, we know Everton have double game week 26. And they possibly have a double game week 28 as well. That's not confirmed. But it could happen. So we could be looking at a two double game weeks in three weeks for Everton assets. So that's something to keep in mind. The other team that could also have two double game weeks in three weeks is Aston Villa. So we're just hopefully going to get news on that in the near future. On some midfielders added this week. Kevin De Bruyne, 11.8 million. I'm still pretty happy owning Gundogan. And two City defenders though. I think there's a question on that later. As we would expect, De Bruyne has been eased back in so far. Be interesting. I'm sure he will start in the Champions League this week. Uh, but I think they will be careful with him. Because they want him fit for the rest of the season. Marcus Rashford, 9.6 million. I've got Bruno. I probably won't double up on those two. But I do like Rashford as a differential for the double game week. I think if you own him, you probably keep him. And I think he's, he's one you could possibly buy as well. If you're looking to do something different. Jesse Lingard, 5.9 million. I thought my days of having Jesse Lingard on my FPL watch list were long gone, but he's getting hard to ignore. Three goals, one assist in his first four appearances for a very good West Ham side. The only thing is with Lingard, no double game week, and it's Manchester City for them this weekend, so it's not the time to buy him. But possibly when West Ham's fixtures improve, Lingard will be one to look at because he is looking pretty hot. Minamino at Southampton, watch listed as well. 
Two goals in three games. Southampton had the double game week in 27. But it's not easy. It's Manchester City is one of those games. And then Sheffield United. So best team in the league and the worst team in the league for the double game week. Minamino, again, on the watch list, but unlikely to buy him anytime soon. Possibly towards the end of the season, maybe. And final midfielder, Matthias Pereira at West Brom is back on the watch list. Every time I watch West Brom, they look good going forward. Pereira and Diang in particular link up really well. It was the same again against Burnley. They should have really been in the points, both of those guys. Fixtures are quite nice. So if you're going to buy a West Brom player at any point this season, it's probably this week. Because they've got the double game week against Brighton and Everton. Then it's Newcastle and Crystal Palace after that. So West Brom actually have four pretty good fixtures coming up. And quite rare for FPL, they've got three home games in a row now. Two strikers added this week, Mikel Antonio, 6.5 million. I sold them last week and I may end up getting them back at some point when West Ham's fixtures are better. And the other one, Calvert-Lewin, 7.6 million. Southampton and West Brom in the double game week. So he is high on my wanted list this week. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Lots of questions this week. I think it was a new record. Over 200 replies to that tweet yesterday, so trying to pick through them was quite tricky this morning. Because it's a big double game week, I'm going to answer... A few more questions than usual because, quite simply, there was lots of very good ones and 10 wouldn't have been enough. First one from Ben Ashby. How many hits do you think it is reasonable to take this double game week? So, yeah, I think lots of managers are going to be taking minus fours, minus eights, maybe even more this week. The question is, where where do you stop? Where do we stop ourselves? We get double game week fever. We want to have as many double game weekers as possible. And I think that's the way to play it. You've got to have fun with it. You know, try and get to 11 if you can. If you don't have 11, it's not the end of the world. But I certainly will be taking a minus 4 myself, possibly even a minus 8. So I think this question depends on if you have your wildcard left, which I do. If if you get to the stage of minus 8, minus 12, minus 16, I think a minus 8 is fine. And hold on to the wild card for later. But I think once you get to minus 12. And definitely when you get to minus 16 or minus 20. I think you just hit the button instead. The wild card button. Rather than you know setting yourself back before the game week has even started. Like I said I like the idea of attacking this double game week. It's the biggest one we've ever had. We may as well go all out and try and get 150 plus points. I think minus 4, minus 8 is fine. Anything more than that. I would either wild card or if you don't have a wild card think very carefully you know you know i'd be quite reluctant to go any bigger than a minus eight but again depends on which players you're removing and which players you're bringing in let's say you've got a three or four players on your bench who are all injured at the moment then that's absolutely fine to to maybe boost with that with a minus eight or a minus 12. question from fpl eagle is a bench boost of single game week players worth it thinking a lot of us will still have triple leads from game week 25 yeah, common question this week. People who still have the bench boost. A lot of people would have set up with a wildcard 25 to bench boost this week. Do I think this week is the best week to bench boost? It might not be. I think if you're sitting with three Leeds players and you're thinking about bench boosting this week, I do think it's a good time to be playing Aston Villa. I think they could be 
on the way down the table and in terms of form as well without Jack Grealish and Matty Cash. So I would quite happily bench boost three Leeds guys in that fixture. But if I look a little bit further ahead, game week 30, Leeds are at home to Sheffield United. You know, worst team in the league. I think I would rather bench boost with two or three Leeds guys in that week. So I think if you have bench boost, it probably is this week or possibly game week 30. So have a look at both of them and just see what works best for your squad. Question from Andy Mack. Is bringing in a double game weeker worth the minus four over playing a single game week player? And this is something I'm asking myself this week. Two examples. I could play Rafinha at home to Aston Villa with one fixture. Or I could take a minus four to sell him for someone who has two fixtures. Lukman, for example. Another one, uh, Bamford. I could play him against Aston Villa at home as a single game weaker, Or I could take a minus four to get Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who's got two very nice fixtures and possibly a game week twenty, a double game week 28 as well. These Leeds guys, obviously it's a bit tricky because they're quite good for game week 29 um, when there's only four fixtures they do play. So again, always comes down to who you're selling and who you're bringing in. But I do, you know, I'm a very reserved manager usually, but I let myself off the leash when it comes to double game weeks. I did it last week, taking the minus four for Ings and Rafinha. So far hasn't worked out great. Even if Ings and Rafinha blank, Tuesday night, that won't stop me from being aggressive again in the double game week. I really like to attack them because these are the game weeks of the season where you can make up massive ground if it comes off. I mean, if you sell a Bamford and he blanks and you bring in Calvert-Lewin who scores a brace in both games, you know, you're absolutely flying on that minus four. So I do like the idea of attacking it with a couple of minus fours if you're selling players with just one fixture. But do keep in mind game week 29 don't go and sell all your Leeds players this week because you're going to, you're probably going to need one or two of them by the time Game Week 29 rolls around. So always be thinking ahead as well. There's always a knock-on effect with these transfers. Two similar questions here. Uh, I think it's about captaincy. First one is from FPL Mean Machine. Given Spurs' poor current form and considering Kane's record versus the bottom eight teams this season, so it's 10 games, zero blanks, averaging 9.2 points per game, is he still a good triple captain option against Burnley and Fulham? So FPL Mean Machine is making a strong case for Kane here, given that his numbers are really good against the bottom eight this season and obviously plays Burnley and Fulham this week. I didn't go and double check these stats. You should. Don't go don't go off what I'm saying here. I think that's that's an important lesson when it comes to FPL. We see stats all over the place, you know, on, on Twitter, Reddit. First thing you should always ask yourself, is that correct? Go double check it because we all make mistakes. But I'm taking Mean Machine's word here for this one on Kane. It sounds right to me. Similar question from FPL Poker Player. With Bruno and Kane potentially great captain and triple captain options in Double Gaming 26, is this the perfect case study for the age-old debate of form versus fixtures? And where do you stand on it? So... I do still think Kane is a good captain option and a good triple captain option. I'm a big manager for fixtures. I would probably say I'm fixtures first, uh, more so this season maybe than in previous seasons. So even though Spurs haven't been great, I look at the fixtures for Kane, Burnley and Fulham, and that screams to me captaincy or triple captaincy. This was my plan all along as well, triple captaincy. So I like one of my golden rules in FPL is have a plan and stick to it. Because if I didn't triple captain Kane this week, or let's say I didn't get him in at all, having been planning to triple captain him, I would kick myself big time if he did well in the double game week. So I think I'm going to bring him in and stick to the plan of triple captain. When it comes to Kane and Spurs as well, I don't trust the team, but I do trust the player. 
Um, I think Kane is obviously a phenomenal player. He's got the penalties. So even if Spurs don't put in two good performances against Burnley and Fulham, I think Kane can still come away with a decent points tally as a triple captain. And I didn't watch the Spurs-West Ham game at the weekend. You know, I was watching people tweet about it, mostly Spurs fans. And they were going nuts about how bad they were. You know, we're awful, stay away from our FPL players. But then I sat down yesterday and I watched the game and I was pleasantly surprised um, you know, I think Spurs had 20 shots and West Ham had just four. There was plenty of chances in that game for Harry Kane. On another day, he would have been coming away with a couple of goals there and possibly a couple of assists as well. He put a few great balls into the box. So that filled me with more confidence about Kane having sat down to watch that game from the weekend. Poker player mentions Bruno as well. And I think if I wasn't going to follow through with my triple captain plan of Kane, I would probably default to Bruno. I've seen a tweet from Andrew Gower during the week. It was, I think we've had 38 games worth of Bruno Fernandes now in the Premier League. So a full season's worth of data. And he he's by far and away comes out on top of all of these guys. Kane, Salah, everyone. He's, he's well on top in terms of attacking returns, points per minute, all that kind of stuff. So we should be asking ourselves, why don't we just auto-captain or auto-triple-captain Bruno Fernandes this week, even though one of his fixtures is against Chelsea? And this is something I will be giving thought to. I'm leaning towards triple captain Kane, but I'm probably 75% sure I'll go Kane triple captain, but the 25% is probably Bruno Fernandes, the little red devil on my corner saying, come on, Mark, what more do I need to do? Look what I've done since I joined joined United. You know, why not give me the armband, even though I'm playing Chelsea? Um, Chelsea and Crystal Palace for Bruno Fernandes. So when it comes down to it, for me, it usually has fixtures. And I think Burnley and Fulham is better than Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Question from Fraser Blythe. Is Calvert-Lewin a viable triple captain option for the upcoming double game week? I think absolutely yes. I think, again, fixtures. Great result for Everton in the Merseyside Derby. So they'll be buzzing going into the double game week. They've got Southampton and West Brom, who I would rate as two poor defensive sides at the moment. So I can see Calvert-Lewin getting goals in this double game week. I think he's a good captain option. And if you're feeling it, I think he's a decent triple captaincy option as well. The good thing about the likes of Bruno, Kane and Calvert-Lewin, very good chance you'll get 180 minutes. These guys very rarely get substituted. Yes, Calvert-Lewin was on the bench at the weekend, but you know he should be fit enough to start both games, I would imagine. So I think all three of those are really good options. I think those three are probably the three best captaincy options this week, uh, which sounds strange when Salah has a double game week as well. But Liverpool at the moment, it's quite hard to put our faith in them when it comes to captaincy. So Calvert-Lewin, yes, absolutely a good captaincy option. Question from Peter O'Donoghue. What is the ideal front three for double game week 26? So I made the mistake yesterday of building a wildcard draft for game week 26. Uh, I'll come back to it because there's a question about wildcarding. I've decided not to pull the trigger. Um, that could change as the week goes on. But at the moment, I'm probably going to take either a minus four or a minus eight and then just wildcard in game week 31 as planned. If I was wildcarding this week, the three strikers that would be in my team would be Harry Kane, number one, Calvert-Lewin, number two, and I'd be very tempted to go Jamie Vardy as the third striker. It does put a strain on budget, but I think there's plenty of cheap midfield options that you can make it work. I like Vardy with penalties. Leicester are absolutely on fire this season, 
and I quite simply haven't owned enough of their players throughout the campaign. So I'd like to fix that. If I was wildcarding this week, I'd be tempted to go Barnes and Vardy as a double up. Leicester have Arsenal and Burnley in the double game week. So again, fixtures are not amazing, but I think they're good enough to back Vardy in that one. I think Leicester have a good game week 27 as well, which makes it easier to go for Vardy. So Watkins probably wouldn't have a place in my wildcard squad. But on the flip side, I'm quite happy to keep him if I don't wildcard. He's in my team at the moment. He's got Leeds and Sheffield United. I don't like Watkins as much without Grealish. I think that goes for all Aston Villa players right from the goalkeeper up to the strikers. I think they're weaker all round when Grealish is not on the pitch. He's He is their talisman. So Watkins probably wouldn't make it on a wildcard unless cash was an issue and I couldn't quite squeeze Vardy in. Then Watkins probably would be my fourth choice on wildcard strikers question from fpl frustration we all know what fpl frustration is like what are your thoughts on when it is best to wildcard now that game 29 is known and looks like it can be navigated without a wildcard so yeah here is the wildcard question i spent most of my day on monday pulling my hair out trying to decide whether I wildcard to this beautiful new squad that I put together yesterday or do I stick to the plan, take a couple of hits, keep the most powerful chip in my pocket for game week 31 for the final stretch of the season. I think I had a severe dose of double game week fever yesterday but I calmed down, uh, spoke to a few people on the Slack channel and they talked some sense into me that my team is in pretty good shape for double game week 26. A minus 4, minus 8 probably brings me to 10 or 11 double game weekers so I think for my squad, wildcard will be best kept for later. But the wildcard squad I put together was like Barnes and Vardy, Luca Dean, Calvert-Lewin, Spurs double up Kane and Son. I think Matt Target came in, stuff like that. So I do think the question here is, when's the best time to wildcard if you still have it? I think there's two options. I think you play it this week. You attack, attack, attack the double game week. Um... Quite a few of the teams who have a double game week have a good fixture in game week 27 as well. And some of them have actually good fixtures in 28. I think Leicester's one of those, so it's a nice time to get in on Leicester, guys. The other option, if you don't wildcard this week, is 31. And the reason I say 31, not 30, if you look at teams which we're going to have a lot of players for in blank game week 29, that's Aston Villa, Leeds and Tottenham. They all have good fixtures in 30. Aston Villa play Fulham. Leeds play Sheffield United and Tottenham play Newcastle, then all three of those teams have tricky fixtures in Game Week 31. So Game Week 31 feels like a good time to wildcard if you don't do it this week. I think that is the two standout times when to do so. Again, completely depends on your current setup. If you're in any way happy with your double Game Week squad, take a hit or two, keep your wildcard for later. Or if you're not happy and you really want to attack the biggest double game week we've ever had, by all means go for the wild card this week. Obviously, what that means, if you still have your triple captainship and you were planning to use it in 26, don't forget that if you decide last minute to wild card this week, you can't use your triple captain. So you would need to use it in a future double game week, maybe for Kane when Spurs have their other one, or possibly Man City in game week 27. So keep that in mind because people will fall into that trap. They'll make a decision on Friday you know, I'm going to wildcard, I'm going to triple captain Kane as planned, or Bruno or whoever, and then they'll realise I can't triple captain and wildcard in the same game week, so be aware of that. Next one came in from Phil Cotterhill. Is it time to switch to double Man City midfield? 
De Bruyne and Gundogan in sacrifice of double Man City defence. Well, I already mentioned, I'm quite content to sit on who I have, Diaz, Cancelo and Gundogan. I think there's just so much value there. De Bruyne, yes, is obviously attractive. We know what he can do. But I think as long as Gundogan is matching him uh, and continuing to get in the box like he was doing at the weekend against Arsenal, I'm quite happy to trust Gundogan. You know, City just kept another clean sheet, so there's no reason really to move away from double City defence. Yes, rotation is going to be an issue, uh, especially around Champions League. Now, I was actually very surprised to see Diaz, Stones and Cancelo all start at the weekend. So hopefully Pep does continue with those guys in the league. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be rotation in midfield as well. And when De Bruyne is just back from injury, they're going to be careful with him. He's going to miss games here and there for sure, like everyone else is. So I think with City... You probably stick with what you have. If you've got three already, I think you probably just stick with what you have. Unless it's someone like Jesus or Foden or these guys who are a little bit more prone to rotation, then yes, you can move. But I would happily stick with double city defence for the time being. Question from FPL Butsotelli. Ricardo Pereira or Luca Dean for double game week 26? I really like both of these guys for double game week 26. Pereira played... More advanced at the weekend in front of Castagna. I think he had three goal attempts in that game. But it was probably set up in mind for Grealish playing. You know, if they played Pereira and Castagna on the right-hand side, much like West Ham did a few weeks ago with Fredericks and Soufal. Now, Brendan Rodgers should have been on FPL Twitter on Friday and he should be following the FPL Insider account because if that was the case, maybe Brendan wouldn't have played Pereira in front of Castagna. But let's hope he does it more often because we can get an out-of-position Pereira. Quite simply, though, who would I choose, Pereira or Dean? I would go for Luca Dean. couple of reasons. Fitness. Pereira's just back. He's been subbed early a couple of times. He sat out the Europa League game. So they're being careful with him. So there's always a chance Pereira misses a league game for that reason. Luca Dean will start every game for Everton while he's fit. Also, we know Everton possibly have another double game week in 28. So that's another reason maybe to go Dean over Pereira. Question from FPL Salty. Give us some differential replacements for Grealish. Uh, FPL Salty asks, is Lukman a good option with his double game week 26 and a fixture in 29? I really do like Lukman. Problem with Lukman is, I think I heard in commentary at the weekend, Fulham have only scored, is it once in the last five or six games at Craven Cottage? They definitely haven't been scoring many goals anyway. They always look good. They're a bit like Brighton. They look good, but they don't always score that many goals. So if I was going for a Fulham player this game, it would be Lukman. 1.4%. I think he's a pretty good differential. In terms of other options from Grealish, if you've got a bit of cash, Rashford is owned by just 12%. Harvey Barnes, it will feel like everyone on Twitter has him or will buy him this week, but he's only owned by 12% as well, so he'll be a differential in your mini-leagues. Pedro Neto, double game week, 5.7%. I think one of them games is against Man City, though, which is not ideal. And that guy I mentioned earlier, Matthias Pereira at West Brom, good fixtures in the double probably on penalties, 1.5% owned. I think he did well in the last double game week for West Brom, if my memory serves me correctly. So there's a couple of options from Grealish. Obviously, we need to wait and see as well. Grealish is not 100% ruled out for the double game week. Dean Smith, I think, was quoted as saying he was hoping to have him back for the Leeds game. So hopefully he gives us an update on Friday, but you can be pretty sure he's not going to give us an update after what happened last Friday. Question from Ashley Moss. Do we stick with Salah or sell him? Now, I think this is an interesting one because 
It's a bit like Watkins for me. I've got Salah. I'm happy to keep him because he's got a double game week. But if I was on a wild card, I don't think he would be in it. The wild card draft I built yesterday didn't have Salah. You know, I had Son, Barnes, Gundogan and Rafinha. I can't remember who the fifth midfielder was. Bruno Fernandes. Um, you know, if you're going Kane and Vardy up front, you can't really afford Salah. One of those where I think it's... I'm not going to say that actually. I was going to say it's fine to sell him, fine to keep him, but I don't think it is fine to sell him because he's got a double game week. You know, I think we should keep FPL simple at times. When the top scoring midfielder in the game for the past two seasons has a double game week and one of them is Sheffield United, I think we should hold on to him and then maybe let him go after. So, you know, four goals in five games for Salah. To me, it probably is madness to sell him. Obviously, it depends who you're bringing in. Um, but you know, it just wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people sell him this week. He goes off in the double game week, and then people are saying, "Why on earth did I sell Salah before a double game week?" Yes, Liverpool haven't been great, but you know, I'm hopeful that Salah will do well in those fixtures. Question from Igor: Best time to use triple captain beyond double game week twenty six? Yeah, so this obviously, if you're bench boosting in twenty six, you can't triple captain, or if you're wild carding in twenty six, you can't triple captain. So when would you do it? Spurs have another double game week, so you've got Kane and Son as options in that one. I think that's probably the best. Um, off the top of my head, it might be Southampton and Everton, possibly those fixtures in the future for Tottenham in a double game week. The other option, Man City in game week twenty seven. If you're happy to play Pep Roulette. Question from Akash. When is the best time to play my free hit chip? If I have already played my wildcard in Gimme 25. So yeah, I think you've got two options for the free hit. You can play it in blank Gimme 29. So you don't need to worry about it for the next couple of weeks. Or Gimme 33 is a tricky one. Because in Gimme 33 there's going to be no Man City. No Tottenham. No Fulham. And no Southampton. So in particular, if you've got Triple City... If you've got one of the Spurs guys or both, if you've got the likes of Lukman or Ariola, um, you know, if you've got McCarthy, maybe Danny Ings, I think free hit in 33 might be better than free hit in 29 because you've got time now to prepare for 29. You could you could do the opposite. You could you could free hit in 29 and then you've got what three or four transfers before 33 to prepare for that one. But again, depends on what your setup is at the moment. The final question this week, I'm not going to answer it because it was from Matt Target. Um, he sent in a question about the double game week but now that the Villa players are banned from playing I'll just leave that one because obviously he can't act on it anymore so sorry about that Matt double game week 26 captaincy now who are the best options obviously it's captaincy and triple captaincy this week a lot of people are going to be playing that chip already mentioned I think the standouts Harry Kane against Burnley and Fulham Bruno Fernandes against Chelsea and Crystal Palace and Calvert-Lewin against Southampton and West Brom. I'd probably throw the Man City guys into this as well if you're happy to play Pep Roulette. They've got a double game week as well. It's easy to forget because everyone's talking about the other guys. Man City play West Ham and Wolves in the double game week. The other options who I put a little bit further down the pecking order, Salah or Mane and Vardy or Barnes. And then who are the differentials? Watkins... Villa, not great recently, possibly no greatest, but fixtures are good. Leeds and Sheffield United. Timo Werner, if you own him, differential, but the fixtures are nasty. Manchester United and Liverpool. Richardson, if you don't have Calvert-Lewin, I like Richardson. You know, the double-up is probably viable as well for this double game week. Good fixtures. Lukman, who we mentioned. Rashford, like him as a differential captain. And 
if you want to go for the punt of all punts, go for Pereira at West Brom for those fixtures against Brighton and Everton. Or if you own his teammate Dianga, who's been pretty good in the last couple of weeks, you can go there as well. Don't come back and blame me when it blows up in your face. So, so yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go Kane triple captain. The only person who might wrestle it from him is Bruno Fernandes. Transfers, what am I doing? I've only got one free transfer, which is not ideal going into a double game week, but I wanted to attack the double game week last week. Pretty locked in. You know, this was the plan all along. I've got cash in the bank to do Ings to Harry Kane. I will stick to that one. I will most likely do a minus four if Grealish is ruled out again, or if we just get no information, I'll go Grealish to Harvey Barnes because I want to get in on the Leicester attack for the double game week, and they've got two good fixtures after that. The big question I'll be asking myself then is, do I go minus eight from Bamford to Calvert-Lewin? Obviously, if you sell Bamford now, you, you'll probably have to buy him back for game week 29. Um, it would be great if Calvert-Lewin did get the double game week in 28, but we probably won't know that before this week's deadline. But even putting that aside, you know, very good fixtures in, in this double game week for Calvert-Lewin, so I would like to own him. I don't really want to go into the game week without him. So I think there probably is a good chance I will sell Bamford for, a, you know, bring it to a minus eight and get Calvert-Lewin in. If I decide not to sell Calvert-Lewin, I've got a decision. I think I'd have 10 double game weekers then, and I would have to start one of Bamford or Rafinha. And I think that's quite a tricky decision. Rafinha's been amazing the last couple of weeks. We know what Bamford can do as well, and no doubt... Whichever one I do start, it'll be the guy on the bench who does well. So that's part of my thinking as well. To take that decision away from myself, do I start Bamford or Rafinha? I might just get the minus four, you know, pay pay four points to take that decision away. Then I can start Calvert-Lewin and then whichever, you know, Rafinha then would probably be my first sub in that game. But I think that's a good example. You know, if you don't have to have 11 double game weekers, I would, I'd be quite happy to start either of those guys, Bamford or Rafinha, as single game week players. And there's other options this week as well. It's not just Leeds guys who I would happily start with just one fixture. Whatever I do this week, it won't be until Friday night. Like I said, I haven't ruled out wildcard yet, but I think doing this podcast today has helped me realise I don't really need to. And... Like I said, I like having a plan and sticking to it. My plan was triple captain Kane 26 and then hold the wild card until game week 31. So I think that's what I will end up doing. Thank you as always for taking the time out of your week to listen. I appreciate it. I hope you found it useful in some way. Please give it a retweet on Twitter if you did enjoy it and leave a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from me before the deadline, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Have a great week, folks. Good luck for the Leeds-Southampton fixture on Tuesday, and I hope you smash double Gamey 26. I'll be back next Tuesday to preview Gamey 27. Talk to you then. The Athletic.